I hate you. Me? Yes, I absolutely cannot stand you. Because, as I told you yesterday, I want to hate you. And then you made me not hate you. What did I do? I don't know, just being yourself. Yeah. So, let's give this another go. Okay. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and we are moving into the long-promised final three episodes of One Topic. You laugh at that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It if sounds it, so important. <laughs> I also don't know if it'll be the final three. I still hope that it won't be the final three episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be the final three episodes. Yeah, we have to get back to a different place with each other, which is a process. Well, I feel like the podcast is the process. Mm -hmm. This can be helpful because as we're going to finally get into all the pieces to this puzzle. um, See, now I lost my train of thought because I don't want to talk about it either. (laughs) No, no. what What I was going to say was leading up to this. When we have our discussions or the reasons why we haven't been speaking much, it's because I feel somewhat against you on the opposite mm-hmm. side of the fence as you. And doing the podcast for whatever reason, I still feel as though I am on your side when we are recording in the sense that it's a space where you'll speak. I will actually listen. I'll speak. It isn't. It, it, it's got a different dynamic to it. And that's why I wanted to continue on and put this in podcast form. Right. It, it feels like the best way to process and work through whatever is going on. Yeah. It, it's almost, um, it's not like you wear a mask, but there is a performance element. And so it does sort of force you to interact in a different way than you would if you were just, if it were just the two of us speaking. Yeah. Performance. I know that you don't mean like, yeah, I don't mean it as in fake, but, yeah, I there be- is a, you know, an element where it's like, OK, people are listening now. And so now we have to. We can't just yell at each other. <laughs> well, there was no real yelling. I yelled yesterday. Yeah, the reason that this podcast is coming out a bit late is because we couldn't record it yesterday. We wanted to. Yeah. We tried. There was a long several hour conversation before we were supposed to record and then it just couldn't get done. Which sadly, I feel as though we hashed out some stuff. And now, I do too. now, as I opened up the show, I wanted to continue to hate you, but at least wanted to present my hate in recording form on, <laughs> on, the, on the last episode in the series. Again, to set it up, uh, I brought it up last episode, but we were going to go through the three part series, was going to take a look at. You, your marriage, this is this episode, you, your marriage, your divorce, really more than mm-hmm. divorce, because you and I started dating after that. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the second episode about us dating, having a relationship. And then the third one was going to be the demise. And that's where I wanted the hate to live. But <laughs> yeah, here we but are. Life got in the way and we 
yelled at each other and now it's not it's less hate well finally you yelled you don't you avoid that like anger can go to bad places and i think a lot of people have unchecked anger i'm not saying they even walk around angry all the time but when people get angry sometimes it gets very very extreme they don't know what to do with it because it is an intense feeling and you know there are places you don't want to go with it you can just say things to hurt a person right you know God forbid someone takes it to a physical realm. It's bad enough when you're just being mean to a person. Right. Obviously, it can lead to much worse well, things. Well, verbal abuse. Yes, but yeah. anger in itself doesn't need to be such a negative thing. You can be angry yeah. at a person as long as you still own that anger. This is my anger. I'm angry at you. I'm going to do my best not to make you feel worse. And it's hard because when I was angry at you, I know I'd throw some jabs in there. And yeah. this, again, this is a, down the line because this episode is us. Well, your divorce, which you haven't publicly really spoken about. And I always wanted to respect your privacy on the matter. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was a hard thing for you to discuss. It was. And it probably still is. How are you feeling with this episode? I'm, yeah, I, f- I feel much better about talking about it now. Um, I mean, there was like, I feel like for maybe more than six months after we separated, I didn't like, I didn't, en- I didn't enjoy saying, you know, we're separated or we're getting a divorce. Like the, 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 the way I felt when I would say it made me uncomfortable. Understandably so. It's a big thing. Yeah. And you you invested time and energy and feelings into a relationship and it comes down to it not working out for whatever reason. Doesn't matter. It it feels as though I don't know I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I would feel like, oh, I kind of failed. And that stinks. Uh sometimes I feel like I failed. And then other times, I, I feel a lot of things. I mean, sometimes you feel like you failed. Other times you feel like, um, you were, uh, like you did it wrong. Like, I feel like sometimes I did it wrong. I didn't give it enough of a chance or something. Um, because really a big problem, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a good problem to have, but Travis is so sweet and so nice and kind. So it was even more difficult to like choose myself over him and hurt him, you know, and, and see and watch him hurt because of my choices. Um. So yeah, that was really difficult. So at this point, it's a year and a half after the fact, right? Yeah. Yeah, we we separated in November of 2019. I think it was October. I moved out in November, I think. I know these things better than him. Yes, I guess the, the top, it was, first, it was first addressed. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it was addressed in October. Correct. I'm just trying to give it a time frame. Because no, even, okay. even that extra month in this kind of thing means something. Mm-hmm. 
with, I mean, you can talk about whatever you want. I, this is your show. Yeah. This is more so your episode. Uh, some of the things you were talking about, I'd like to address. And I think before I mentioned that it's kind of hard cause I don't, I don't know what my place is. Yeah. If, if, if we didn't end up dating, maybe it would be easier for me to talk about mm-hmm. things. Um, so I don't know. I, it, I feel as though I need to choose my words and I also don't, it, there's no intent to be mean, but when you're talking about like a failure or you choosing yourself over mm-hmm. Travis or you not doing things the right way, it made me think, you know, about the relationship in itself, the things that you stated as to why you wanted to leave the marriage were maybe things that you couldn't get from it. Right. And you put thought into that and time and therapy. Yes. And so to call it a failure is pretty harsh. And to say you didn't give it enough time, I don't know if that's completely fair too, if you assessed it for what it is. So... I don't know. It, it It's difficult. Like you said, he's a very nice person and it's always much easier if the person's an asshole. Right. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, it would make things much harder um, in many ways and, and maybe more long-term ways, you know, like with the kids and everything. But because he is nice, it does, it, it did make it difficult to do something I, I know was hurting him. Um, I really felt like the reason why I didn't give it more of a chance was because I had started our relationship um, based on what we all start, you know, as who we are. And I felt like I needed a total renovation (laughs) um, into not just what I wanted out of my life, but also my thought process, how I deal with things how I approach things. And I needed the time and space to work on that on my own. And um, I felt like two things. I felt like that it would be unfair to ask him to uh, come along with me on such a thing that he had no sort of um, drive to do. Um, And Eventually, maybe he would have felt like, oh, it was for him, too. But at first, it would all be because, like, Autumn needs this thing. And I guess I'll try it. Or, oh, okay, she needs this and we're doing it for us. Instead of, like, you actually needing to do the changing yourself, for yourself. Yeah, but even right there, I'm going to play some kind of devil's advocate, I guess. It should be his choice if you want to offer it to him to come along for the ride. You made a decision for him. I didn't give him the choice. It should have been his choice. It's also okay if you didn't want to give him the choice. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say was that like maybe in a way I, I mean, maybe it was a little lazy to say like, I don't want to have to put the work into this because I feel like the work that I want to do is already a lot. I don't know if it's lazy. I don't know. Yeah. To me, if I'm, I'm going to speak openly and if at any point you say no or that's too much, mm-hmm. you can you can call me out. But both of you are very avoidant people emotionally avoidant people and as this relationship went on from what i gather just from you you know Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know the other side but i feel confident nothing's nasty it's not like trying to pit people against each other and say one person was wrong 
Yeah. But things that you wanted and needed from any relationship are things that are hard to get. Like a fulfillment, a closeness. Again, Mm -hmm. not to say that you weren't close with him or you didn't care about him, but a level of intimacy with a person requires an openness and putting yourself out there, expressing your needs, getting in situations that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's something that's hard for you, but I feel as though it's also the kind of relationship you wanted is something you're not going to get if you're with a person who's also emotionally avoidant. You're avoiding yourself. He's an avoidant person. You've told me. And not to say that he couldn't get there. But like I said, I just felt, you know, that so much of my and only looking back now, am I able to see this part that I think that a lot of my progress would have been hindered because I would be because he would also be in that process, you know, and then for it to start, you know, 10 steps behind me because he didn't even really feel like he wanted You know what I mean? Like he didn't come to this conclusion on his own. It was because of me. So I didn't feel, I just, I just didn't feel like I didn't want to do the work with him. I wanted to do the work on my own. And I did want something different out of my life that, um, like like more freedom, honestly, not like he was some tyrant and said, I can't leave the house because I'm a wife and I'm a mom or something. But there wasn't a lot <clears throat> of me making my own choices of things that I wanted to do in like tiny ways and in big ways. You know, tiny ways like I just want to go for a while and walk around somewhere by myself and go do that by myself. Um, why wouldn't you take the kids? Why wouldn't we go together? Um, don't don't do that because we have to put the kids to bed and I don't want to put the kids to bed by myself. Like weird little things, you know, that you do as a couple, you've set up your life together and this is the structure we've built. You can't change the structure now. And I didn't want to be a part of that structure anymore. I think not changing the structure is a problem. A lot of people run into whatever structure is built and is in place. When you first get together, or you decide to get married. That's not going to be the structure forever. People want different things as their lives go on. And there should be the flexibility to express. I mean, here's the thing you talking about going on a walk. It sounds like you didn't even express the need that that's something you you just said, I would like to go on a walk. And I don't know if you felt comfortable going any deeper into why you would need to go on a walk by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. So, I mean, I, I would say that, see, this, this is where it's like not Travis's fault. Not to say that there's anyone at fault. There's no fault. But just no, no. But there, there, there is some. There is like a way that I, I could be talking where it's like he didn't do this and he. I didn't think that he could. Whatever. But I also didn't set things up for myself to even give him the chance. You know, because if I wanted to take a walk and I would tell him that I wanted to get out and take a walk, I'm sure he'd be like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> you know. But I don't explain that. That's what I want or need to do. That's something that you wanted to change. You wanted to have a relationship where you felt, and I know it's strange saying that you, everyone knows that we dated after that, but I'm not saying that's the reason we got in a relationship, maybe. But (laughs) I just mean in general, generalized terms, you were thinking there are things that you need that you don't think you can get from this relationship. 
or there's yeah. not a, the understanding. Not necessarily from him, but being in this relationship. Well, some people have a more rigid idea of a relationship. You're talking about the structure of a relationship. This is what it is. This is how it needs to exist. I shouldn't shit on that. If two people are in that and that's what they want and that's what they like and it makes them feel good, then great. My view on relationships has always been they need to be fluid. People's needs change over time. And the people, at least for me, I would need to be with someone who can change also. It's like, all right, well, it's like I'm at a point where in my life where this is a new thing that I need and this wasn't originally something that was part of our relationship. And then the other person is understanding of that. Surely there's some boundaries of like, hey, I'm at a point where I just need to go have sex with other people. <laughs> then you know, they can say, all right, well, that's great, but that doesn't work for me. And right. you know, you can also push back some, but I think that love is fluid that it needs to change over time. You build a foundation with a person and you have an understanding yeah. of a basic understanding that you, you know, are there with that person. Like, yes, of course that's, that's the person I love and I'm with. And there's a confidence that goes with that. And it's like, they can fucking go do whatever they want. As long as it's not something that's going to hurt me. That that's really the line. They tell so, me what they want, and for the most part, I'll probably be okay with it. There are surely some things on the other side of that line. They're like, no, 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 I can't give you that, not in this relationship. But, you know, other people do want the structure. They want to know what they're getting. And uh, you, I think, knowing you for so long, wanted, in theory, a lot of that structure, at least on yeah. paper. You really were getting to a point in your life where, like, it's time to get married, time to have kids. Yeah, because I wasn't awake. You just, you just did it. Mm-hmm. I just did it because it was time. And yeah. so what was appealing about that to you? Like when you were thinking about, I have to get this done. Well, I wasn't like, oh, I have to get this done. It just felt like this should be happening by now. <laughs> so yeah, just let's make that happen. Well, I, I should find someone who I get along with well <laughs> and is is kind and nice and funny or whatever, and it's easy. And to you at that point, yes, someone I get along with well is a person that I don't have much conflict with, that I don't express the Correct. things I need to. Don't rock the boat. Let's just exist. Yes. We neither yes. person's going to really bring anything up at any time, and no bickering, little argument, but nothing crazy, which is isn't fine. I mean, it's fine. I mean, you shouldn't have anything crazy with someone like that, like in a in a scary way. But you know, disagreements on something is 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 different than you know expressing what you may need from someone or to someone um, either from them or just about whatever you might need. Um, and then being able to, I don't know, have someone like support that or this is the thing. I, I wasn't able to ask or even know what I needed, you know? So when we, when we were together and we were in Atlanta, we lived in this community that, you know, we were friends with everyone and it was where I grew up, you know, so I, I knew 
people there. I have friends there. Um, and then when we moved, it was really just me and him. We lived in a really stupid neighborhood. Um, I was really lonely. Um, and I think that that was the first time where I was depending on him for all of these other things that I was getting before. And I, I couldn't get those things from him. I mean, either because he couldn't give them, like he could not be, you know, my girlfriends or other people to talk to. <laughs> and also because like maybe emotionally or in, yes, yeah, some emotional way, like I couldn't get certain things from him, I guess. And you decided at that point, great thing to do, have another kid. Yes. <laughs> Which... Puts a lot more stress and pressure. I know when we talk well, about Well, you know things, what it kind of does is it does kind of distract you. Having another kid, yeah. I yeah, you're like, oh, cool. I can just put all my energy into these kids now. And then once the kids start to get a little older, and that's, I think, what happened is, like, Pete started to get old enough where, you know, he's not constantly, you're not constantly thinking he's going to die because he's going to, like, crawl off of a stair or something. He's, like, walking. He's a dude. He's talking. He's whatever. We're potty training. And less of your energy is going into that. Plenty of your energy is still going into them, but less of it. So, and um, then I started to realize, like, the way that this is going is not the way I want it to go anymore. Um, there's a you know, level I didn't know what I wanted I didn't know what I needed I would go to him and tell him I'm unhappy and he would try and come up with like a solution that didn't make any like to me his I mean he's sweet and he's trying to help me but his suggestion would make me feel like oh you don't know me at all or like oh no this is not what I want and so then I would not explore it anymore you know I'd be like well I guess I just can't do anything and then I would just let it lie. And then that builds up. And I... Then you get in a fight over how dishes are put into a dishwasher. Oh, for sure. Little things like that. That you can chalk up to like, oh, you know, sometimes living with your partners, living like with a roommate and you bitch about things, you know. But... I don't doubt it's hard. I've yeah. never lived with anyone I've dated for a very specific reason. A lot of it was... I fell into the same boat as you. I wouldn't express my needs. I thought that I didn't have any. That was my big thing. I, like, I don't have any. Mm -hmm. I love that about myself. I don't need anything. But of course, I did. And even in a relationship where I saw a person twice a week, that would always take a toll. So I can't imagine being with a person constantly. I would have been so distant. And I guess, sure, if you distract yourself with kids and daily life, mm -hmm. then maybe you can get away with it. But a big thing for me, and it seemed like for you, and you know, when people are choosing their partners it's, it's amazing to me that people aren't aware of the things that they need or want and they just go along with something because they like the person this isn't commentary on you and Travis at this point I don't know the way that worked but in general I felt as though I was like I really like this person though I knew from the start or mm -hmm. early on it's like yeah that's a red flag not in a bad way like they're a crazy person or they're gonna smash my car in even though I did date someone who did that but sometimes I, it was real red flags and then other times it was like oh little things you notice well I just I would know it's like that's not gonna work and that for a time in my life it didn't matter because none of these relationships were relationships I wanted to be lasting relationships anyway I just it was like right, we're gonna date for a little bit and we're gonna break up that was in my mind mm -hmm. the way it was going to go 
kind of shitty because I don't know if every person I was with also thought the same thing. And I surely didn't express that to them from the start. But it was easier to ignore some of those things. Then I got into a zone where I was like, I would like a lasting relationship. And I would still ignore some. This is not going to work because I was still pretending I didn't have needs. But, you know, Mm -hmm. a big thing is for me is autonomy. Some people want to get in relationships where the two people are together. They become one. I have zero interest in that. It doesn't mean that I don't want to have a nice bond, a close bond with the person that I'm with. That is what I want. I want an understanding and us to be on the same page and connected in some way that's you can't even articulate in words. But I also want people to have their own fucking lives. It's like, I'm going to go do this thing. And I want the other person to be great. Go do that thing. Right. Now, so, why why can't I come? Yeah. Why can't I come or that? Or you doing your own thing is some sort of slight to being with them. Yes. Yeah. And I dated some people because I like anxious people because I can understand anxious people and I can be patient with them and it makes me feel as though I have some kind of purpose. But knowing that, I shouldn't have dated some of these people and I still went ahead and just did it. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to continue on in this zone though where I, I, I also didn't want to express things that I needed or wanted. I didn't know how to do it. It made me uncomfortable. Feelings made me uncomfortable. And so when I was with a person like that, it gave me an excuse to close off. I was like, all right, good. You're anxious and it's, it's overwhelming me and I feel obligated to do things now just to offset that anxiety. And I get to shut down exactly where I want to be because this is what I know. And with you, there was a level of that. Not, yeah, it's not because the same. I, got, I got to ignore things yeah, and not, not to deal with the hard stuff. Yeah, and just, so that was comfortable for me. You always just said your marriage is fine. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Was and it, it was. Bad? Yeah, it wasn't bad. People <laughs> with bad relationships and bad marriages would kill to be in my marriage. Yes. You know? It, it also, I think, depends on what your approach to marriage is. Some people still view marriage as it's very traditional institution. It's like, of course, you get together, you have kids, you keep the structure in place, we protect that institution. It doesn't matter if we like each other so much. This, I'm not applying this to you. Just, no, I do think there's, I do think there's some people, though. Well, there's some people... I said, well, because I feel like there were hints of it, though, sometimes like we just said we were going to do this. So we should just continue to do this no matter what, because this institution exists and this is the way it works. Well, I don't think that's why I think that that was said because of fear. What do you mean? That to say, well, you know, you made a promise and you we have to keep your promise. And it, I think that that was just a oh when you're like when you're grasping when the breakup is happening yeah you made a vow right which is important which is true but also I think in that moment that was said because you know you're desperately trying to cling to something it depends and, on your view of vows too I that my my thought of vows promise well my thought of vows is whatever I promise you in this moment even in five years I'm a different person. To an extent, you're always you're always similar in ways, and you're always going to be right. you in ways. But whatever I'm promising, but the assumption, but the assumption is, is that I'm at least I should have kept him informed about how I was feeling, and that's true. You know what I needed and what I wanted, but I couldn't do that. That's um, true, and he never did that either. And so think about that. 
two people that don't really ask too much of each other sounds like real smooth. <laughs> the the vow to me should be I promise to try my best. I promise to express things to you. And if we can make it work, great. I will just promise that I will put it out there. You please do the same and we will mm-hmm. figure this out. The promise, like, Looking- a promise, like I promise this is it forever like to me. And this. Yeah. It, it, that's just strange. <laughs> so I just promise forever. It's like, if you, okay. I if, mean, people, I think, have the, the best intentions. They do when they say that, but it's also unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. Maybe you I really. Wish, I wish that I had, I had had the ability. Um, to know what was happening with myself more. And. I mean, I still think even if I had, <clears throat> even if I had started to understand myself more and ask for things or whatever, I just don't know if I would have been able to make the same sort of progress um, that I've made since we split. Not to say like, oh, I'm better. I'm definitely still struggling with a lot of that stuff because I think you told me, you know, that. At first, you think just knowing about it will make it, like, will fix it. And I think that's where I was for a while. The awareness. You're like, I'm aware of this now. So that's going to fix things. I'm aware that doesn't fix anything. If anything, it it provides you cover for a bit to not change anything. You hide (laughs) behind it. Sure. When I say you, I mean Oh, that's 100% for sure. That's definitely how it went down. You know, Um, I, I started to feel aware of what I do. And possibly why I do that, um, which is like not acknowledging hard feelings, not uh, asking things of people um, because it makes me feel vulnerable or it might affect them in some way that makes me uncomfortable. And so I don't ask for it. Having to make hard choices. Yes, hard choices. You break down and cry in the moment. Yeah. Just thinking of the choice. Because things, but it's not because of the choice. It's because hard feelings are difficult for me um, and hard feelings that I feel for myself, hard feelings that I make someone else feel hard feelings that when I see those people react to that makes me uncomfortable and that's hard. So I avoid that because if things are difficult and make you feel uncomfortable, it is human nature to avoid those things. But while doing that, you might start to look around your life and think, Oh, this isn't, this isn't what I think I want the rest of my life to look like. And that's totally it's just fair. easy and nothing and kind of nothing, you know, decisions overall have repercussions, no matter what decision you just talking about how it's hard for you to make decisions, even though you made a big decision and, you know, separating from Travis, but you make a decision, it affects a person you don't make a decision. The thing is, it still affects a person. It just doesn't happen as directly and it builds up over time and it still takes a toll. And mm-hmm. I have realized that's even sadder, ultimately, looking at the trajectory of my relationships and how they ultimately all ended the same way where there's a quick up. If you're looking at a chart, it, go, it shoots up. There's a level of interest and charm and everyone's happy and... Because it's new and I 
for whatever reason was able to give enough to the other person where I'm, they think I'm being open. And I am being open. I'm talking about things that seem vulnerable, but they're not things in the present. I'm talking about things mm-hmm. in the past when I'm meeting someone. Hey, this thing. And they're like, oh, wow, you're sharing these things with me. And then what you realize is over time, it's like, oh, he's not sharing anything. I'm not sharing anything in the present and in real time. And then they have these slow declines. So the graph shoots up and then it's just this slow, it goes down to its death. And mm-hmm. you know, that was lack of choice, lack of, it was inaction. And I think about how sad they were. You don't even realize it. It's so subtly sad <laughs> during it. You don't necessarily, you're like, this isn't great. We're not happy. We're not really into this, but it doesn't hurt. You get to avoid that hard pain Yes, that comes along with it. I avoid the hard pain, which doesn't sound that crazy to do. It doesn't sound crazy to avoid hard pain. It's not, but you, you know, I, I think it's insane that people get married uh, at all at, in their 20s. Some people, I guess, have it figured out. There are stable attachment style people. <laughs> you know, if, you, if, you look into, if you look into look into attachment theory, there's some people, yeah, the secure it's like they're the secure yeah. people and maybe they just have no problem. I want this. I will tell you. And they just go do it. But, yeah, you know, I people who just get married because that's what you're supposed to do. And it is still, it's still, I don't care what anyone says. It's around building a family. That is the institution. Well, I mean, we are biologically driven to do that. Yes. But it's like, all right, so you do it young because you have to have the children that come along with this. And I just, I, it's no wonder the fucking divorce rate is so hi in the past people weren't happy it was just this is what i do this is my life and you fucking live too much social sort of um pressure to stay uh, to not get divorced and really like um uh problems that would come up if you were divorced yes especially as a woman yeah you would really ostracized yeah or like all the men would start like thinking you were loose yeah, or like, like, cause you would have sex with them because you've already had sex before. So it's <laughs> scaring women into staying in marriages as the men yeah. got to run around and cheat for the most part. But it's like, there was a resignation on both sides. Like, Oh, which is what we're doing. And it, that always seems so depressing to me. And then the, they act and they know this is what love is. And then you see old people who got through that and they seem close to one another and people watch them on a park bench and they say, Oh, how cute. I'm not saying everyone was miserable, but the truth is you get to a certain point and you're old and you're sitting there with the person you went through all that shit with. Yeah, there's a bond. It's like, you're like, hey, we fucking did that. It fucking sucked, didn't it? It's like, yeah, it did. But here we are. It's like, sure, yeah. that's a nice bond. It's like surviving a war together. That's uh, yeah, an extreme example. But <laughs> I, I, I still to this day, even myself, trying to figure shit out that I want and need, it is hard to implement. And yeah. I try to be really thoughtful about it now moving into relationships and we'll see i don't know i'm 39 i've never been married which blows people's minds if you meet someone at this age and like you divorce yeah you're like why aren't you married why haven't you been married it's that or it's like you're divorced and they are yeah it's they're shocked you're not divorced and then you have any kids nope what What's wrong with you? Yeah, but then ultimately I think it's like, oh, good. There's no baggage that comes along with this guy, at least on that front. Yeah. It's a clean slate. So. 
It's a yeah. It's look. It's a hard thing to do, and I don't. I don't know. Claim to know the best way. I know that with you, yeah. You know, we were growing closer. We've known each other a long time, and we were growing closer. And I brought up the episode Autumn and Greg, which, if you go listen to, was us in denial, complete, flat-out denial about what was happening. And you know, I'd like to. We we had discussions like this. How can we offset these feelings for each other? Because you know you're in a marriage, and yeah. you know, I, talking to this, I just think about if Travis ever listened, like fuck you, and rightly so to me. But that he would say that to you, yeah, yeah. But there was never, for whatever it's worth, I never had any intent to. Like I, I never once told you as our feelings were going. I was like, you should get divorced. You should leave Travis. No, 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 no. I, I tried to just be your friend and talk to you about things. And I know that I, I did. I told you. I was like, look, if you decide you want to stay with Travis, do that. Make it work. Yeah. Even though I was, I had feelings for you at that point. I meant that I would be okay with it if that's really what you wanted. It was just about you trying to figure out what you wanted and needed as far as I was concerned. And I never wanted someone who has difficulty knowing what they want or need. So, (laughs) and I never wanted to push you in any direction. Obviously the feelings were growing and you know, that's an indicator. And it's like, why is this happening? Right. Yeah. I think, um, like I said, I think that, uh, if I were still together with him, I think it would be much easier to stop the work because the work is difficult. Um, because it would just be so easy to fall back into the way that we were. And it would probably feel like a relief, which feels good. But ultimately, there's no progress and there's no, um, I don't know, if, uh, f- fulfillment of what I might actually need. Um, but it just feels easier and better. And so you do it. Um, I do feel like what the relationship we have now is very good. It's like, I don't, I don't require as much from him because we're not together. And so we just get to like be friends, which was, you know, a big layer of, our relationship to begin with. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm really grateful that the kids, you know, they haven't had to feel like he and I don't like each other or I can't be around daddy in front of mommy because mommy's mad at daddy or anything. And I feel really grateful for that. I do Um, wonder what feelings are actually there though. There's no way anyone is just like, okay, I'm fine with this. Like, even after you separated, there's no real discussion about any of what happened. There's still, I think, which I think sums up the dynamic. Yeah, it, it does. Neither of us want to push each other into having those hard conversations. So now all the dust has settled. You know, he's seeing someone else and that's fine. <laughs> so now, now it feels like, why would we go back and open that up? But I I would be fine now. At first, you know, I think you had thought that it was a good idea that he and I have like a hard conversation. 
And I was because it's a hard thing. Like, and I was always telling you no because he couldn't do it. When in reality, neither of us, I couldn't do it at that point. Yeah, you shouldn't assign. You shouldn't assign to him, even if you're you know him. You're right, you're right, but. You can't say that he couldn't. You you didn't want to. Have, I didn't want to. And I was wrong for saying that it was his thing. It's my thing, too. Um, I didn't want to face feeling that uncomfortable. So some of the stuff that I have to work on is being uncomfortable and getting through it. Well, the hard stuff you talk about, it's hard at first when you're just trying to change it. Yeah. If you're with a person you express yourself with, you get angry with a few times, and you realize everything's okay because you work through it in a healthy way, mm-hmm. then I think it doesn't feel as hard. Then you just start doing it. So you have trust in yourself yeah. and the relationship, the person that you're with. I don't it, have trust right now that I can show a full range of emotions and that the person, that I won't like break the person with that. And maybe either, you choose people either, that you would Either break. like make them that upset or make them think differently of me. Yeah. And maybe you choose people like that on purpose, even if it's subconsciously. There's something like, yeah. if, I, if I am like that with this person, it will break them. So it just gives you a nice convenient excuse not to be that way. Yeah. I'm not going to, I can't bring that up because it'll make them feel bad. So, oh, how nice for you to get to avoid the thing that makes you uncomfortable too. Yeah. It does. So I got to figure that out. It does get, it's hard. It's hard work at first, but it doesn't, I, I think relationships, especially a marriage overall, is going to be work and it's going to be hard at times. But there's this misunderstanding and sometimes I worry that you believe this to be true. It's like, it's always hard. It's like, no, maybe it's hard at first, especially when you're still trying to learn new ways of being mm-hmm. and that's when it is hard but once you go through that a few times and you start putting the shit out there and talking about the things you need and you want and you realize it's okay i don't think it feels as hard over time and then you can actually deal with the harder things as they come but it's not a constant level of things being hard i don't you're saying that i think that things will always be hard I just wonder that if, if you think, oh, but this is going to be such a hard life that I'm choosing, this path that I'm choosing to. Oh, no, I think that it's hard now because I'm not used to and I don't know how to feel difficult feelings like anger. Um, how to make somebody else angry, <laughs> how you know, being OK with angering someone else. Yeah. So I have to, I have to, you know, I have to be okay with that. And it's, it's uh hardwired in, you know, from, you know, my parents, seeing my parents' relationship, um, my relationship with my mom, my relationship, my dynamic and relationship with my dad, uh, which, I mean, we don't have to go into, but it's just looking at their relationship and looking at my relationships with them, I think it speaks to how I've set up my, how how I set up my relationship with Travis and why that felt as comfortable as it did and, and why breaking away from that 
and actually dealing with real things is so uncomfortable. Um, so I got to do that. <laughs> it's work. Yeah. That's <laughs> the best I can say. It's yeah, hard. It's but hard. sometimes when you're, when you're in this position, you feel like, why is it work? Can I just live? How do people just live? You just get to a point where you're comfortable. It's all about being yourself and being comfortable. Once you are comfortable with yourself, comfort comes with everything else. Yeah. And if you're with a person and you put yourself out there and it doesn't work for them, then it's not a relationship. It's not going to work. You can't change that person. And either. Yeah, but so that's fine if somebody does that to me. But for me to make that decision about someone else feels impossible. You have to make that decision. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. You're going to find yourself, one of the things you said to me before was about the things you wanted in your life. And you're like, oh, I'll do that though when the kids are grown. And I don't know how old Pete was at this point, three? It's like, what, mm-hmm. you're going to wait 15 fucking years until you start to live a life that you want? You're just going to go th- waste your life in essence until your kids yeah. are grown. And there's no guarantee they're out at 18 because that doesn't happen anymore. I guess you can leave them on their own a little bit more. But yeah. Uh, that was crazy to me. And that, that is no commentary on your marriage. I, I, I mean, maybe you feel as though you couldn't do some of the things you wanted to do because of the dynamic, but that, that's more commentary on you. Like your, yeah. your willingness to just avoid anything and everything. Another 50, I'll wait 15 years to get anything I need or want. It's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. It is asinine. So that, but that, again, that's not, that wasn't real. I mean, that was a, a way to come up with a solution for something that I, so I wouldn't have to feel or hurt anything or anyone. So that was me avoiding that. So it was really like a symptom of so much more. Yes, but it wasn't a solution. It was still an avoidance. Kicking it down the road. Yeah. Deal with it when it won't affect anyone. Yeah, exactly. Which is, it's no way to live. I know, but other, but the, the, you know, I understand it fully. Yeah. I just <laughs> it felt too hard. Otherwise I just, I luckily went the other way. I'm like, I'm not going to marry anyone or have kids. <laughs> not yeah. now, not ever. I love the kids and I'm so happy they're here. Of course you did. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you need to preface. I don't want to shit on the kids or, and I do, and I'm, and I'm happy that I got married to Travis, even though it did, you know, end up hurting him. And I, I still feel like. You know, I, um, if I was going to marry someone, I'm so glad it was him. I mean, he is so genuinely, you know, he is a good dad and he is a good man. And so I, I don't regret that. I just think of you also telling me once, like, why are you getting married? Like, I don't know. I just wanted to have a wedding. No, no, well, okay. It wasn't just that flippant. I tried to think about it and I talked about the things that I, the reasons why. And you were like, so you just wanted to have a wedding? <laughs> like, was, I guess so. That was pretty much it. And I loved him. <laughs> and it was like a good relationship. Uh, I, <laughs> and so why wouldn't you get married to someone who you love and, you know, it's, Sure. Why? Why wouldn't you? This is. Uh, we should just do this. That's what the, the exactly. society says. Why wouldn't you? Society says it's the way it goes, and this is a pretty sweet setup for me. Yes. 
all of that makes sense in a lot of ways. It does. And that, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. No, I wish, I wish that, I wish that it had been different. You know, I didn't, I didn't go into it thinking I just was a different, I had a different mindset. Like I said, it was like we had built something on a foundation and the foundation for him, I guess, was fine. I mean, I know that he had some, he knew that something was up, you know, that things weren't so great with us, but uh, I don't know. I started looking and peeking around the foundation and saw a lot of flaws. Um, and I uh, felt like I couldn't repair it uh, without him also having to do a lot of that work. And like I said, I didn't either. I was, yeah, I just didn't want to ask him to. Maybe that was too difficult for me at the time. Or maybe I didn't think he could do it. Maybe he could. Maybe that was wrong of me to assume that. Maybe I didn't feel like it was fair to ask him to change when he didn't seem to come upon that, like I said, on his own. Or, you know, there's, for him, if he doesn't feel like anything's wrong, there's no, that I shouldn't push him to change. But. Look, it's all, it's all complicated. I don't feel good about it. You know, even though even though I do enjoy my life because it's different, I don't feel good about you know. You don't have to feel good and you also shouldn't feel right. you shouldn't feel too bad. Like you can have the feelings that you care about yeah. and love a person and you separate and they're hurt and the pro like you can feel bad about that, but I I think that people have to look out for themselves to an extent. You take care of yourself and then other people get to reap the benefits. Yes, you need to think about other people and sometimes, you know, put them first. But mm-hmm. neglecting neglecting yourself constantly and all the time is not, it's not going to lead anywhere good in any situation. Yeah. And I think, yeah, being uh, separated and, I mean, we're divorcing. Uh, I think it has, it hasn't made me like a perfect mom. But I think it improved some things about me being a mom. I think it helped me uh, figure out, I don't know, how to be more aware of what's going on instead of just reacting to things. Like, no, having the awareness helps you, like, track what's going on, you know? So, like, if you blow up at a kid, you can say, okay, yeah, it's because of the kid, but also because earlier today I, you know felt like I wasn't heard or I, you know what I mean? Like some, some weird thing that I think previously I would have just been, I would have just felt guilty for blowing up at the kid instead of realizing like, Oh, it actually came from this other thing. And what was that thing? I need to look at that. Not to say like, you can't just blow up at a kid for no reason. Cause they're fucking assholes sometimes, but and that's okay. sometimes there's a reason why <laughs> you've blown up at something that maybe normally you could be like, kind of like more in control about you don't you like know? making people feel bad and you don't like anger and i think yes just correct. even being a parent those are two things fuck the kids if you make them feel bad as long as you're not being mean outwardly <laughs> to purposely do it but you're gonna make them feel bad sometimes because you're not gonna give them everything they want and it's okay yeah. to be angry at them and it's okay if they get angry at you mm-hmm. 
I'm okay. My relate, my uh, feelings about the kids feelings has more flexibility than my, than my dynamic with other people. Why do you feel like the kids? Because for me, I understand my role is different for them than it is with others. What's your role with a person in a romantic relationship? Just to be (laughs) easy and fun. Yeah. That's a friend. I know. know. That's that's a friend. That's why I feel so comfortable in me and Travis's new relationship is because we just get to be like friends. I don't have to ask him for things. But yeah, so that is something that I have to figure out. It's a lot of me having to figure something out. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary when you're putting yourself out there with another person. And if you're really putting yourself out there as you. They reject you because then you're rejected for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, oh, I'm rejectable. But it's not worth avoiding. Ultimately. Yeah. It it just causes so many more problems, so much more pain in the long run than if you just tried with someone and they rejected you. And also sometimes people are assholes and it's not commentary on you. Right. Maybe a person themselves has no, you know, self-awareness and. It doesn't make it any easier if you're in a relationship and the person can't give you the things you want, even if they're rejecting you on that premise, not because of you being, you know, undesirable. It's still just as hard, but mm-hmm. mm, who knows? And then, who knows? and then we dated. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely insane. There's just a lot going on. Yeah, we should have waited. To move into that so mm-hmm. quickly, you being we separated. We should have waited. Well. Well, we didn't. <laughs> no, I guess we'll get into that next time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, you can always look back on things like should have done something differently. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. uh, it, even... Even us moving in so quickly, uh, you know, and and saying, yeah, look, nothing was done that was really so wrong. It's still, you know, things don't sit so well, I guess. Like when I talk about this, I'm like, hey, I never told you to leave your marriage. And I meant that. And still, Mm -hmm. you know, look back on it and it's like, ugh. Yeah. All that was happening, and I did mean that 100%, but, you know, there was still the option to take it off the table completely. It's like, nope, this will never happen, so just go fucking figure your own shit out. But, yeah, you know, our feelings for each other were pretty intense and strong. And Yeah. So, yeah, hindsight, uh, things may... <laughs> you can go down the line your entire life and say like, I should have maybe done this or maybe things would have been better if I had done that. So um, all of that is completely overwhelming <laughs> for me. Well, it's a lot. Even this, just lot. setting it up, if people are wondering why we didn't speak for a little bit or we didn't have a couple episodes or why the episodes were, were suffering. Yeah. Like you directly dealt with a lot. I was dealing with a lot too mm-hmm. because of it. Cause you were going through a lot, but you know, you, there's a lot of intense stuff at play and it got to the point where 
It's like over- intensity, COVID inability to uh, uh, put into place the things you know you should do. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, all of that. It's getting <laughs> something to, to do with it. Our relationship. But yeah. Um, I'm grateful that we're in a different place. I know you wanted to document the anger, but I'm grateful that that subsided because that's hard for me. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll come back. So we'll see. Okay. Maybe I'll get some uh, bout of rage. Oh, I'm going to hate that. (laughs) (laughs) My rage isn't so bad. I mean, not directed towards you. Some person who didn't know me, I heard something, they said something, and, you know, some of my rage can get pretty crazy about wanting to cut people's jaws off and making... Yeah, yikes. <laughs> but that's that's not anyone. <laughs> it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You didn't threaten me with violence. <laughs> I didn't threaten you with anything. No. I told Except you that, that we wouldn't be friends anymore. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know if there was a way forward, and that—that's for the demise show. So that's two in the future. All right, let's stop it now. Okay, so wrap it up because we're going to start revealing too much. No one will come back and listen. Wrap it. That's what's important. Thanks for listening to one topic. Thank you for letting us be so so vulnerable. It's hard for me to think that you guys will listen and think differently of me. I hope that I don't know. Thank you for letting me be vulnerable. Um, hoffandpepper.com <laughs> One Topic 15 Blah 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 Hot sauce Bye Hey Greg Hey Autumn Do you like hot sauce? You know I do like hot sauce but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, zero fillers, additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.